Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of A Trophy Life, the official podcast of the Naismith Awards. This is Bob Rathbun greeting you from Atlanta, and we've got a great show for you this week. We will get soup to nuts on players, coaches, teams coming down the stretch in college basketball from Andy Katz of NCAA.com, Turner Sports, and the Big Ten Network. I mean, we cover it all, and that interview is coming up in just a moment. But let us remind you of a couple of things. Make sure you follow Andy at the Andy Katz on Twitter. Great follow, of course. And follow us for all the late-breaking Naismith news at Naismith Trophy on both Instagram and on Twitter. What to watch coming up this weekend? We've got a lot of games. Andy and I cover many men's games this weekend, but there's a few that we did not touch on that we want to call your attention to. On Saturday, Wisconsin, after that handshake line fiasco, they are on the road at Rutgers, a very dangerous game there. USC, after the two-overtime win at Oregon State on Thursday night, they make the trek over to Eugene to take on the Ducks. And then coming up Sunday, keep your eye on that SMU-Houston game. SMU's been playing some good basketball lately, and they have claimed some huge wins, and they've got a big challenge against the Cougars. That's at Houston. Illinois plays at Michigan, and Ohio State, after that great win at Illinois, they stay on the road and play at Maryland on Sunday. In women's college basketball, the big news on Thursday was, of course, from Connecticut, as our Jersey Mike's National Player of the Year from last year, Paige Beckers, has been cleared to return. You may recall that Paige went down with a knee surgery back in early December. She is playing tonight against St. John's. And, of course, UConn found a way to keep winning without Paige around. Of course, all the credit to their great roster and the coaching of Gino Ariema, of course. But since losing to Georgia Tech and Louisville right after Paige got injured, did you know Connecticut has gone 14-2? and They're rolling again, and they've got St. John's tonight. Key women's games on the weekend and what to watch. On Friday night, number 10, Indiana, plays at number 13, Maryland. On Sunday, number 4, Louisville, plays at number 14, Notre Dame. ESPN2's got a great doubleheader Sunday. LSU at Tennessee, followed by Michigan at Iowa. And on the ACC network, it's NC State at Virginia Tech. And we mentioned that top 25 matchup because next week on the Naismith Podcast, Wolfpack head coach Wes Moore will be my guest. Well, that sets the stage for Andy Katz, and it's coming up right after this from Jersey Mike's. If Jersey Mike's turkey had a resume, it would say it's 99% fat-free and raised without antibiotics. But our turkey already has its dream job at Jersey Mike's because premium meat makes a sub above. TGIF. We need Fridays in college basketball because, relatively speaking, there are very few games and we can all kind of catch our breath and gear back up for noon Saturday when it starts all over again. And nobody better to have with us a great friend of the Naismith Awards, one of our leaders in, in uh, all of our voting and, and nominating procedures is the great Andy Katz, who joins us on the line. Andy from NCA.com and Turner Sports Big Ten Network. You see him every night. Follow me on Twitter. It's fantastic. Andrew, this is our time of year, buddy. It is. Uh, you know, we're just getting closer and closer uh, a week away from conference tournaments. On the men's side, the women will actually start next week. And, uh, it, you know, it, the beauty of all this is that we're going to have as normal a NCAA tournament as possible. Uh, obviously, it won't be 100% normal. Uh, but it feel it'll it will feel as close to normal 
uh, for the first time since uh, 2019. I know, and I cannot wait. Well, let's get started. Lots to cover, and I know you're a busy man moving around. So let's start in the Big Ten. Um, last night at Illinois, crazy game. Uh, Buckeyes pulled the win out. Uh, the freshman that you've talked a lot about, Malachi Brandon, was amazing with 31 last night. Brad Underwood gets tossed. What's going on in the Big Ten, brother? Uh, Big Ten has been phenomenal this season. Uh, we don't know if that'll translate to a, a Final Four team, but um, the competition through one through 14, even Nebraska, which has really struggled, uh, can beat you on a given night. Um, they do have one win, but uh, they, they certainly have a, one of the better players in the country, Bryce McGowan. So, but look, Illinois, Purdue, Wisconsin, Ohio State, uh, I would not sleep on Iowa uh, to some degree. Uh, they all have at least one player who could carry them all the way to the Final Four. Uh, you know, and, and the All-American list, the Naismith list, okay, is littered with Big Ten players, as we know. Uh, Kofi Coburn from Illinois, Jaden Ivey and Zach Eady from Purdue, Johnny Davis, of course, from Wisconsin, and Keegan Murray from Iowa. Uh, all of these players – um, you know, and even Trace Jackson Davis, you know, he, he's been on and off sort of a first-team All-Big Ten just because there's not as much room. But um, And, of course, E.J. Liddell from Ohio State. So all these guys are on our list, on the Naismith li- uh, list, deservedly so, because they're leading teams that I think easily could, uh, you know, could have great marches. Now, Iowa is one of the teams that's playing tonight. They're at Nebraska. And I did want to ask you about Keegan. Uh, I was so impressed with his performance, Andy, in the Michigan State route, he had 28, and it seems like he is just really coming on now in the month of February as one of those, as you talked about, not only charging up the Naismith list, but also All-America list, Big Ten, et cetera. This kid's something special, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, and his brother's pretty good, too, Chris Murray's twin brother. You know, mm-hmm. what's interesting about Keegan is, you know, he waited his turn. I mean, yes, he's only a sophomore, but... Last year, obviously, Luca Garza was the dominant presence at Iowa. They had Joe Wieskamp. But Keegan Murray and everyone around Iowa knew that he was a special talent. And what we don't see in this era is to wait your turn. And that's exactly what he did, uh, waiting for his moment. And, you know, early in the season, and I understand why Fran McCaffrey did this, they had a bit of a softer schedule because of what they lost. And so they did not – go crazy to challenge themselves. So Keegan was putting up great numbers against competition that you kind of question, okay, how strong it was. And then once we got into the Big Ten, you know, he's clearly proven that he's one of the best players in the country and is putting up great numbers and helping leading Iowa to this late-season surge. When we began the season, of course, a lot of talk about Gonzaga, and they've proven, of course, to be outstanding again. And a lot of talk about Drew Timmy. He hasn't disappointed at all. He's averaging over 18 points a game. Chet Holgram, uh, the freshman, seems to be uh, gaining strength, and uh, his good play of late has been noteworthy. Uh, these guys are still there. You know, Andrew Nebhardt is still there. This, these guys are still a factor. What, what's your take on Gonzaga? Well, I think they entered the tournament as the favorite for the second year in a row. Um, there's no question that they have every piece to win the national championship. Um, their win on Thursday against uh, San Francisco was another example. 
you know, these arenas, even though they're small, they're hostile, obviously, to Gonzaga. Uh, Chet Holmgren, he does things on the basketball court that very few individuals, if any, can do, which is at well over seven feet, be able to get the rebound, take it by himself, and literally just, you know, dunk the ball from the free throw line because he's so long and, you know, has such an unbelievable reach. I mean, he is like no other player. I mean, you know, he's the unicorn. And he's making threes. As I said, he can put the ball in the basket. He's a rim protector, rim, you know, he can alter shots. Uh, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, which he's not really been in foul trouble, um, and, and plays with and along, you know, and compliments through Timmy, that front court is going to be incredibly difficult to deal with in the NCAA tournament. Uh, their guard play maybe doesn't have the star power it had last year with Jalen Suggs, uh, but if Nemhard uh, and Julian Strother, who's sort of a wing, if they can continue to produce, uh, they're going to be right there to win the national championship. Andy, I think a lot of people may be surprised at the depth and quality in the West Coast Conference this year. Uh, obviously, Gonzaga is rolling through once again, but St. Mary's, San Francisco you talked about, BYU, uh, Santa Clara has made a run this year. Uh, your take on, on what you're seeing out of the WCC and how many potential teams might make the tournament? Well, there's no question that four are capable and could win a game or two. Uh, but right now, I would only feel very comfortable in saying Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Um, San Francisco has the numbers. They have not won some of the key games of late. It would behoove them to make sure that they are in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. If they were to get into the final and lose to Gonzaga, I think they'd be safely in. Uh, BYU, you know, can definitely beat teams. They would be a tournament team. But they've just had a couple of puzzling losses, especially when they lost the Pacific. Uh, so they have more of a mountain to climb. Um, they're on the outside looking in for me at this moment. Staying out west, uh, want to get your thoughts on Arizona. Uh, what Tommy Lloyd has done with this team, he inherited obviously a very talented squad, but nonetheless, you still got to go out there and win. And they've been amazing. Uh, your your thoughts on, on the Wildcats? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, Tommy does a great job of coaching international players. He did as an assistant at Gonzaga. Uh, Kirk, uh, Kirk Kreisa, uh, you know, he's got um, – uh, he's sort of like, you know, he's a good shooter, a heady player, but he's all over the place, polarizing, uh, you know, uh, kind of in the same manner that Brad Davison has at Wisconsin where people, you know, if, they, if he's on your team, they love him. If he's not, they don't like him. Uh, Benedict Mathurin is a big-time talent. He's our, on our Naismith list. Um, you know, Ajulis Tublis uh, is a more than capable big who can go for double-double, uh, on any given night, this team runs up and down. They defend, and uh, they are formidable. They're going to be, uh, I think, barring an incredible collapse here in the last week and a half, they're going to be a number one seed. But because of Gonzaga, they're probably going to be a number one seed either in the Midwest or the South. I w I'm going to guess the Midwest uh, with a chance to get to the Final Four. I wanted to ask you about some of these teams because it leads us into our discussion of the Warner Ladder National Coach of the Year, which – I think this is the kind of year where whoever you pick, <laughs> you're not going to go wrong. There are so many fantastic coaching jobs being done out there. But I, I think back to guys like Coach K and John Calipari that people don't really think of immediately because a lot of Coach of the Year award winners are teams that rise above expectations. 
But you look at what Cal has done in getting Kentucky back to the top. And, of course, this whole season has been about Coach K. These guys are still amazing at what they do. Yeah, I mean, first of all, um, you know, Coach K, uh, yes, he's done a great job uh, with, you know, high-level talent, Paolo Boncaro, A.J. Griffin, Trevor Keels, all our NBA talents. Wendell Moore has developed into a great leader like we've seen before, like a Quinn Cook kind of player. Um, so all incredibly positive. But if I had to decide between the two this particular season of those two Hall of Famers, I would go Cal because Cal had to put together, you know, transfers. Oscar Sheebway is having a National Player of the Year year. Um, Kellen Grady, the transfer from uh, Davidson, is making big-time shots. Xavier Wheeler from Georgia has been a point guard that has uh, adapted quite well for them. And then uh, Ty Washington has been sort of their top freshman, another lead guard. So, uh, you know, and, and, and Cal has weathered some losses early. So I, I would say the fact that they're in position to compete for the Final Four uh, from where they were, I would give him the slight nod when we're looking at those two. I mean, overall for the – the uh, Warner Ladder Coach of the Year award, um, you know, to me, it's probably going to Tommy Lloyd uh, because of where Arizona's picked in the middle of the pack of the Pac-12 and all the way to a number one seed. Uh, you know, but but there are no wrong answers here because if you told me you're going to vote for Ed Cooley from Providence, who's going to win the Big East right now, and they weren't predict- predicted to, Mark Adams from Texas Tech, you know, after sweeping Baylor and Texas and beating Kansas, uh, I would have no problem with that. Bruce Pearl at Auburn with a team that could win the SEC and be a number one seed. Uh, none of those choices uh, would – I mean, Greg Gard at Wisconsin, they were picked a 10th and they could win the Big Ten. All of them uh, are worthy of, of this honor this season. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. We'll let you go. on Just a couple of games coming up the weekend we want to get your thoughts on. Uh, SEC, we mentioned Kentucky. Uh, they got to go and uh, get in front of the must bus down at Arkansas on Saturday. Auburn's at Tennessee. And, and quick thoughts, and of course, the big headliner Saturday is Kansas Baylor. Thoughts on those games? Uh, well, yeah, Kansas Baylor. You know, it's just too bad Baylor's not as healthy, but I think they'll get up for this game, and this could really help their seeding. There's no question about it. Um, you know, the games in the SEC are going to be wild. I mean, the SEC race has been, you know, something special this year. Uh, and, you know, I, I fully expect that, uh, you know, Bud Walton is going to be bouncing off the charts. Um, you know, I, I, I sense a potential uh, court storming if they get this one again and another fine, uh, you know, if that were to happen. Uh, but, you know, the Tennessee – Tennessee is very intriguing to me. <clears throat> you know, hosting Auburn um, – you know, Tennessee with Kennedy Chandler, you know, sort of small guard, small guard with Wendell Green um, and both highly, you know, effective guards. I mean, Auburn, it'll be interesting to see how Tennessee guards Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. So Auburn has better bigs. Um, but once again, these are going to be two great, great environments on Saturday afternoon. No doubt about it. We cannot wait. And uh, Andy Katz, thank you so much, first of all, you know, for what you do uh, for the college basketball fans is amazing. And what you do for us at Naismith, we really appreciate it, especially taking time in a busy February to, to talk about all this with us. We thank you, sir, and wish you nothing but the best. Where can we catch you this weekend? 
Uh, I actually, uh, it's my last Saturday observing before I'm on the road for the rest of the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I'll be Okay. And then uh, next Saturday I'll be at Duke Carolina for uh, Coach K's last home game, which certainly be something special. I'll be doing that for Westwood One Radio. And then obviously after that, Big Ten Tournament and then into the NCAA Tournament. But, you know, a day like Saturday, you know, sometimes, you know, it's hard. Like, yeah, I, I considered – but when there's so many good games – you know, you feel like sometimes it's good to just make sure you're covering it all and observing it all because if you pick one, you know, you're going to miss something else. Well, I've always, Andy, that's a great point. I've always said that because I know when, I, when I'm doing college games, it's the 50 I miss doing the game I'm supposed to do. And it's like, man, I wanted to stay home. Fans have a great You can sit there with a the remote and you can just go game to game. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I've, I've definitely found that, that on Saturdays, like I go to, you know, I've been to more games during the week this year than on the weekend because on Saturdays uh-huh. you just feel like you miss too much if you're at one particular game. Well, it's the best is yet to come. And, Andy, thank you so much for, for all you do for us and uh, appreciate you taking time today. All right, great. Thank you. That will do it for this week. Great info, and thanks to Andy Katz for joining us once again. Follow Andy at the Andy Katz on Twitter. Follow us at Naismith Trophy. And until next week, from all of us here in Atlanta, Bob Rathbun saying so long.